this show Schmidt warned you about. And once again, this is the Dr. Tommy Show, live from Tampa, Florida. We welcome you to the most listened to concierge medicine morning show in the entire galaxy. And joining me is Tracy. Good morning to you. And we are brought to you by Atlas MD, which is the most listened or most used uh, concierge medicine, or should be the most used concierge medicine uh, software in the galaxy. And if it isn't, then it shall be soon, because it helps me do the things that we do here in concierge medicine, like keeping in touch with our patients, and also being very cost effective, helps us do that through its monthly membership. And if you want to learn more about Atlas MD for direct primary care or concierge medicine physicians, go to askdrtommy.com, click on special offer for Atlas MD, and you will be up and rolling in a matter of minutes. And uh, today is the third day of spring, is it? Third? Second day. Second day of spring. Yep. Yesterday was the first day of spring, and we had tornado warnings, and we were supposed to have a, a terrible storm. But it, it didn't happen. Did not happen. Well, it did not happen for us. Yeah, it didn't happen for us. So I don't know whether there were tornadoes other, you know, other, in other locations. Um, well, I didn't hear of any. I heard of a tornado warning in Dade City yesterday, which is north of where we are in Tampa. Mm-hmm. But the good news on the uh, driving in this morning, we learned that the Austin bomber blew himself up uh, as the police closed in on him. And if you've been following the news, uh, there's been a bomber who is in Austin who is leaving bombs for people. And they, he's killed several people, uh, suspected to kill all these people. I guess I can't prove it now, but it says a 20, this is from the uh, USSANews.com. It says, Austin Bomber blows himself up as police close in. This is from this morning. A 24-year-old white male, Mark Anthony Condit, detonated a bomb inside his car as Austin SWAT team approached. The bomber died in his vehicle. Police are now concerned that there may be more deadly packages out there. They think he may have left them. Um, in the last 24 to 36 hours, according to news reports, a tip led police to a quote person of interest. They spotted the car at a local hotel in Texas. As they waited for the SWAT to arrive, the man started to drive away, but drove his vehicle into a ditch, stopped at the side of the road. SWAT approached and tried to, uh, uh arrive and tried to approach shots were fired. And the man detonated a bomb inside his car and Austin police officer was reportedly injured in the blast. Well, that's too bad that. Somebody else was injured, but it's a good thing he blew himself up. Yeah, save us some taxpayer dollars, you know, no court, no trial. Now, he was a young kid, though, 24 years old. Yep. What, when do I mean, now we'll probably never know, though. I think the Russians... What's his reason? Oh, you think the Russians has The Russians it? <laughs> did it. The Russians motivated him, too, through Facebook, apparently. I mean, really, what do you think his reasoning was? 24 years old. He's a psycho. I don't know. Same reason probably the Unabomber did it. Some kind of deranged nutcase, but it is a good thing he blew himself up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Facebook, it says uh, Facebook has been facing. I don't know if you guys have been reading this, but Facebook. This is from New York Times from yesterday. It says Facebook faces growing pressure over data and privacy inquiries. Uh, federal. This is from Cecilia King. Federal regulators and state prosecutors are opening investigations into Facebook. Uh, politicians are calling for Mark Zuckerberg to testify before them. Investors have cut the value of the social network networking giant by $50 billion in the last two days. They're all focused on the same thing, whether Facebook mishandled users' data. Uh, scrutiny over the company's vast trove of personal data following a report that a political and consulting firm had improperly obtained information of 50 million users is taking direct aim at the lucrative formula that sells advertisements based on ages, interest, and other details of its users. 
Well, this is from a firm called Cambridge Analytica, which if you read further an article, was founded by dun, 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 Steve Bannon, mm. who prior to being um, the, I guess you call him Darth Vader of politics, uh, he succeeded Dick Cheney, as you remember, was the most evil person in politics, according to the media. Now Steve Bannon. So Steve Bannon was tied to Cambridge Analytica. I guess he founded it. And they used the data from Facebook to target people's um, to target people's uh, interest and use them to send them ads and everything. And so that's supposed to be really bad. And so this is from the New York Post. This is from, and that was on behalf of uh, Donald Trump, I suppose, and the Russians. So this is from the New York Post in 3 2018. Uh, not the New York Times. This is from Mark what year? Moore. What did you say, 2013? Yeah, two days ago. Uh, oh, okay. Obama's former media director, Facebook was, quote, once, oh, okay. Obama's former media, media director, Facebook was once, quote, on our side. And this is from Mark Moore, New York Post. A former media director for the Obama campaign said, said Facebook allowed them to access the personal data of its users in 2011 because a social media giant was, quote, on our side. This is from a quote. They came to the office in the days following the election and recruiting, uh, following election recruiting, and were very candid that they were allowing us to do things that wouldn't have allowed someone else to do because they were on our side. Carol Davidson, director of data integration and media analytics for Obama for America, wrote Sunday on Twitter. Uh, Facebook was surprised we were able to suck out the whole social graph, but they didn't stop us once they realized what we were doing. Yeah, they were like, oh, wow, you can cool. that's cool. You that's can get cool. all that information? Yeah. I'll take it. Well, you know what? That's that's interesting because that just shows you that your data is not safe. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if anybody really thought that. <laughs> How can who, you who possibly that? think that it is? If you are putting your information on the internet, yeah. well, you know these, that it's not secure. Well, now these politicians are calling for you know, investigations and I guess show trials and hearings and everything else to uh, figure out what is, is that um, uh, the, um, the uh, software companies were trying to do. But I think you got to take it as a, almost a given that if you put all the information on the internet, you, what do you think they're doing Facebook for so that you can uh, exactly yes. share pictures of your animals and just be friendly? Right. Even the other day we, okay. So anything that has a computer, it's going to take your information. And we listened the other day about the Roomba mm-hmm. can be, be taking information while it's vacuuming oh, your yeah. office then, or vacuuming your home. Yeah. And, that, and they have been, and Roombas have been hacked into. Yeah. And they map out your home and then that information is available, I guess, to the Russians <laughs> yeah. to do things in your home. Um, got this. Even, oh, you know, even baby monitors. Yeah. People can hack into baby monitors. I've read articles where um, men are talking on the, the baby monitors to the um, children. To, and, yes. Ooh. Yeah, because they're over the mm-hmm. you know ra- radio waves. Yeah, and some and some of the monitors have videos, and um, so they can see what you would see. Mm. Pretty creepy. It is creepy. So another reason not to be on Facebook sharing all of your personal information. Um, I got this on the uh, email. It's there's a new doctor's office opening in Ocala. This is from PR Newswire, and it says a different way to get medical help. Ocala physician opens up Walden Direct Primary Care, March twentieth. Uh, it says Ocala physician J D Steed doesn't mind if his patients call him after hours, and he thinks if a patient 
wakes him up sick, you should be able to see that. Uh, and he thinks if a patient who wakes up sick should be able to see a doctor that day without worrying about the cost of an office visit. That's why he launched Walden Direct Primary Care. Patients pay between $40 and $100 a month. There's no insurance to file. Patients may be seen as many times as needed. That's good. Yeah, good for him. Good luck to him. Good luck, Dr. Steed. Maybe we'll see if we can reach out and have I wonder him on where the show. you got the name from. Well, his name is Steed. I thought you said it's called Walden. Oh, oh yeah. Wal- oh, I think Walden. There's a place in Ocala called Walden Lake, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Walden Direct. Yeah, I think Walden Lake is mm-hmm. a place in Ocala. I don't know if y'all heard about it, heard about it, but the self-driving car craze has hit a bump in the road, and that bump was a pedestrian, apparently. Uh, this is from a day ago. This is on iHeart.com, 970WFLA. NTSB begins investigation into self-driving crash. Investigators from National Transportation Safety Board are in Tempe, Arizona, and investigate the fatal crash between a self-driving Uber and pedestrian Sunday night. So now these vehicles are now not even vehicles anymore. They're just Ubers. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, there was actually a person in this vehicle. Yeah. It, there was a person trying to drive this vehicle, and the vehicle was... Um, uh, hit hit the person and then they uh, 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 apparently deceased from this. So I don't even really care to drive in the same car with my 17-year-old. There is no way in the world I'm going to sit in the back seat of a car that's driving itself. Yes. Would you? And, no, I would not do that, nor would I uh, do a... Uh, nor would I try to... Um, I, I don't know. I just think that self-driving cars, if they can hack into Roombas, what's the odds that they can hack into a self-driving car? Yeah. Not interested. I want to be in control. Um, I want to be behind the wheel. I don't want um, a, a car to be up there, you know, doing its own thing. I don't want to do that. I would never yeah. do that. Um but that's going to be uh, the newest craze. I mean, that's the thing that everybody's supposed to be into now is the self-driving cars. And uh, I'm not sure what the reasoning for that is other than that it costs a lot of money probably to develop it. And then somehow or another, people can make a lot of money off of it. Well, the self-driving car, um, the Uber car, how long has Uber had uh, self-driving cars? Uh, Uber, they, they're starting it just recently. So when we already had one death. Already one death. This is the first death. Um. This is the thing we had here about a woman who died after bee acupuncture treatment. You saw this. I did. I read that she has been receiving um, bee acupuncture there for two years. Yes. And then out of the blue, she has a reaction. And I remember when I was in uh, at UF undergrad, there was a a uh, center there named Zach Zadalis who was doing uh, bee acupuncture treatment. I don't know if they called it acupuncture, uh, but it was to re- alleviate pain that he had had in knees. And what they did was they used a live bee and the stinger was put in there and um, used that as a way to um, alleviate the pain. And I guess over time it kind of eradicated the pain signal that was in the nerve cells, similar to what they do with capsaicin. And if you're familiar with capsaicin, yeah. it's a very hot pe- pepper. And so capsaicin topical, you use it. And what it does is it uh, eliminates a thing called substance P which is inside of your cells. And after a period of time, your body becomes desensitized in that area. So I guess that's kind of what she was doing. But what did she die from? She died from organ failure. Multiple 
Organ failure. Hmm. What happened? Uh, this is from uh, azcentral.com. Journal woman uh, dies after B acupuncture treatment. The unnamed victim who had no reported diseases has been receiving apitherapy treatment for two years every month without any reaction, according to the journal. The recently published case study doesn't specify when the woman started experiencing problems with the treatment. The journal says she was rushed to the hospital where she died from multiple organ failure. The journal's author says it's impossible for someone to have a deadly reaction after having the procedure so many times before. It is possible. Repeated exposure to the allergen was found to carry a greater risk of severe allergic reactions than in the general population. Sad, huh? It is very sad. Um, well, we have a patient out front, so I'm going to have to... You're going to go? Okay. I'm going to go. Well, I'm going to finish up the broadcast then. Okay. So we have... Uh, I had a patient is... text me through Atlas MD. Okay. So Maryland uh, school officer has a gun uh, stared in the face. Uh, okay. So this is a Maryland school officer's deputy, Blaine Gaskell. Uh, he was working as a school resource officer at Great Mills High School in Maryland on Tuesday. He's credited with stopping an active shooter on the campus. So you probably didn't hear about this because this was a case where a good guy with a gun stopped a bad guy with a gun. So uh, this is from Fox News. This is 3-20-2018. This is uh, Blaine Gaskell, a St. Mary's County Sheriff's deputy, was was SWAT training, uh, had been positioned at the Great Mills High School since the beginning of the school year, immediately responded after being alerted of the shooting, officials said. Deputy Blaine Gaskell did everything he was trained to do during the active shooter situation on Tuesday, Sheriff Tim Cameron said. Cameron said, Gaskell pursued the shooter, engaged the shooter, and fired a round at the shooter. Sheriff Tim Cameron said Tuesday, adding that deputy did everything he was supposed to do. Okay. Gaskell contained the shooter within one minute of the initial shot being fired. Officials said it's unclear if his round hit the shooter. I don't know why they put that in there. Um, uh, unless they thought the shooter hit himself. I'm not sure why they would have put that in there. Uh, Maryland Governor Larry Hogan said Gaskell is a capable, tough guy who took the right kind of action. I think I, I think it's still tragic. Gaskell may have saved other people's lives, Hogan said. Gaskell's interaction on Monday with the deceased gunman, 17-year-old Austin Wyatt Rollins, wasn't the first time he came face-to-face with a firearm. And then they talk about how he had previously had to face down someone before. This was something that was in the Florida legislature recently, and the this thing about school shootings and recently we've passed here in Florida, the a budget that included increased funding for the, uh, for school safety and to have school resource officers in every school and, uh, superintendents across the state have been complaining that the money is not sufficient. And I think that gets back to the point of why is it that, um, the money isn't sufficient? Why is it that, uh, we don't have enough money in the schools to, um, to have school resource officers in every school. And a listener on 970 WFLA this morning on AM Tampa Bay had a very good point is why don't we take that money that we send to the Department of Education, the U.S. Department of Education every month and then redirect that money to the schools? Uh, The U.S. Department of Education was established in the 1970s by uh, President Richard Nixon. And so functionally, it is a, a bureaucracy of uh, administrators, uh, think tank graduates, and other people who basically work in D.C. to uh, do things to your local schools. Uh, that money is sent from taxpayers here to the, the uh, Washington, D.C., where they go through it and uh, employ a bunch of individuals in their bureaucracy and pay a bunch of salaries and then send some of that money back. 
Why not just eliminate that? Cut off that sending the money to there and just use that money here locally instead of uh, having to figure out different ways to uh, find money to treat um, or find money to provide for schools. Um, the other thing I was thinking before is why is it that we have to use school officers? Certainly that would be great if we could have an officer in every school, but I bet every school has some people who are trained either to use weapons in their past as a uh, uh, some type of uh, officer or otherwise at, adept at using weapons so that they could subdue a person who is trying to harm students. And my idea before was to use uh, either weapons or even non-lethal weapons such as uh, the riot guns that they use with sandbags in order to subdue these uh, perpetrators. And that could be something where you could train a teacher to do that. And there's been a bunch of talk about how we don't want teachers armed. Well, not every teacher should be armed, especially teachers that don't want to be armed. But if you have an active shooter situation like this uh, school resource officer in uh, Maryland who was able to subdue this person, wouldn't it be nice then if you had a, uh, a trained person also that was if there was no school officer there that could subdue this person either with a firearm or one of these non-lethal forms like a beanbag gun? Um, this is something that you could easily set up with the local authorities, have a training program where you have uh, people who are trained uh, to subdue attackers. And this would get away from the need to have um, the federal or sorry, to have the, uh, yeah, the federal government provide funds to have officers in your local school. You could easily do this. I bet you a lot of these people would volunteer for the job. Uh, so that's something that we don't hear about oftentimes when the government gets involved in these big, broad um, policies across the board to impact you at your local level. You see the same thing with healthcare. Uh, healthcare in, t in, in America today is so hyper-regulated by authorities in a faraway land in D.C., and then we end up here spending money on things that or we end up sending our money away to D.C. for things that we could have spent the money for here. Um, so D.C. is oftentimes doesn't improve our ability to take care of our either our students or our patients. And oftentimes what it does is actually impair them. Um, song of the week from this week is from Pink Floyd. It's keep talking. And then last week, uh, the uh, esteemed Stephen Hawking passed away and he died from a motor neuron disease. And so in 1994, the uh, release of Pink Floyd's last proper studio album was called Division Bell. And off that was a single called Keep Talking. And Keep Talking, it featured the voice of Stephen Hawking. And so this is uh, unique in a number of ways because uh, Stephen Hawking eventually lost his voice and was not even able to communicate with um, anything but his eyelid. And this was the last Pink Floyd album. So it's kind of unique single for us to close the show with. If you're listening today and you haven't subscribed on YouTube or iTunes, we encourage you to do that or whatever your podcast platform is. And then also, <clears throat> if you are interested in uh, learning more about what we do in concierge medicine here in Tampa, go to tampadirectcare.com. And for all the uh, information on the Dr. Tommy show and other things connected with it, go to askdrtommy.com. And uh, we want to thank you for listening. And then until next time, bye-bye.